Here we go. Let's go on today's daf is daf samech, page sixty on the hilgim in the hilgim and we pick up on the second line on daf samech. Here we go. Sholach v'ar pikeach, pikeach chayev v'chulu. If somebody gives a fire to the hands of somebody who is a pikeach, the pikeach is chayev. The guy who takes the fire is now completely responsible. You gave it over to a completely uh, a, com- a person who is completely of sound mind. Pekeach. Okay. Pekeach. He's 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 got a keen uh, sense of understanding. Amar says. Okay. Um, our Mishnah said that if you give somebody a uh, coal and somebody fans it and lights a fire from that hot coal, so it could either be called Liba or Niba. Says Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, both words are sensible. If you say the word is liba, that would make sense. You're not making a mistake. We find that a, the word lahav, but lahav aseish is referring to a flame. Niv is speech, and you should know speech is all wind. It's a fascinating thing. But whenever you talk, all you're doing is fanning. And the way that words are articulated is by the movement of the mouth, the lips, the teeth, the tongue. That's how it all comes out. But ultimately, speech in its rawest form is started with wind. And so you find that niba is an expression of fanning. The basaharuach kula paturim. Okay? Now, if in a case where somebody has the thorns and somebody else has the flames and a wind comes and brings them together, everybody is going to be putter because nobody specifically combined the two to set this uh, fire that ran amok. Now, says the Gemara, let's explain. Turn around, the rabbis are on a social week. What happens if somebody fanned it and the wind blew it? Oh. Who do you put the onus on? If the person did it with enough to start up the flames, he's high of him love potter. But if he needed the other wind to get it going as well, you're potter. Let this be a problem like a person who winnows. How does winnowing work on Shabbos? You throw it up in the air and the wind comes and separates the chaff. So it's not all you and you're still high of, even though you relied on the wind over here too. We should say that even when you rely on the wind, you should be responsible. You fanned it on one side, and the wind came and fanned it on the other side. Which basically means that what you did was gulnished. But if what you did was helpful, it's true, you're going to be responsible. Rav Amar, cousin Rav says, We're dealing with a, uh, the, fan, the, the hot coal got fanned and caused the flame to come. In a normal way. So there you're going to be chayat. But where do we say you're going to be potter? You're going to be potter when you had an abnormal wind that came and brought it together. Okay? So when you started, there was no strong wind. So you didn't really do anything. It wouldn't have caused. But if all of a sudden you have a pow, strong wind that comes through. So that's abnormal. And that's when we're going to be potter. That's a bayi's ro- that So we have a baye and we have rava. Reb Zeram, Reb Zeram says, Kegoin de tzomra tzomur. Reb Zeram says, I'll give you another example. Yeah? Case number three is, 
Where, I'll tell you where you're putter, you're breathing on it. You're breathing on it. You're not like blowing it into a flame. Okay, so I'm just trying to stay warm. Ravashi, Amar Ravashi, there's another reason why you're putter. Where do we say that when you win, when you winnow, your chayev, even though it's combined with the wind blowing it away, that's what the Allah has a Shabbos, because there you're intending to include the wind in the project. I throw it up, why? So the wind will get me going. That's why. But... In the case where it's, I don't need a malachas machshavas, I will hachal ramabalmu. But over here, we're not dealing with a malachas machshavas. You intended to do it. Over here, this is just a is a grama. You caused the fire to start. A grama benizak and potter. And the rule is grama benizak. When you cause damages, you are not a direct creator of the damage. You are potter bedine adam. You are not obligated in uh, in courts on damage. Period. End of the gemara. Next mishnah. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to open up an incredible sugya. Incredible, incredible sugya. And this sugya is going to get into fires. Now here's what's unique about flames. Once you pop, they say like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. There's no such thing as eating one Pringle. Yeah, it keeps going. When you light a flame... And it's in the world. There's many other things that can keep that flame going. At what point do we say, you know, the flame gets separated from the person? Like, you can't bring this back to my original act. Yeah, so you could, if you ask Smokey Bear, right, he'll tell you, Mm-mm, even one spark. I don't know what's his... I don't know what his Only you could prevent forest fires. Only you could prevent forest fires. Why? What's the part? Because forest fires need to start from somewhere. And when it starts... So the Achrayis is going to continuously be on you. Okay, let's see in halacha how we view fire. Somebody makes a flame and it ends up burning up and getting fueled by eitzim, wood, avonim, stones, or dirt. Chayav, the one who lit the flame is chayav. Ah, it's not my wood, it's not my stones, it's not my dirt, doesn't matter. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, he says, when somebody sets forth a flame, and that flame finds thorns. I don't think I can say that ten times fast. Flames find thorns, flame find thorns. Yeah, not working. The one who lit the original fire is chayav. He's the one who's responsible. Oh, what do you mean? I lit it by me. Uh, it was your thorns. Don't matter. Says the Pasuk, you set forth the fire. Amar Rav Rav says, Lamli the Kasa Rachmano. Kaitim, Gadish Kama Vasada. Says in the Pasuk, when you send forth a flame and it eat and, and it consumes a haystack, stalks, a field. What? You say it consumes whatever. Consumes something. Why do you got a list? Kaitim, Gadish Kama Sada. Tzrichi, I need all these things to be specifically mentioned because Rachman if it says that the flame finds thorns. How many kinds of mutachai Rachman only by thorns? Does the Torah say I'm responsible? Because they're easily flammable. And therefore, we're going to consider this to be like negligence. When it comes to burning up a haystack. It's not common for haystacks to be with fires. Yeah, haystacks are meant for hay. See, thorns, you burn. It's firewood. 
But grain, what's it got to do with flames? It's not common for somebody to be burning up haystacks. I would say that maybe you are not chayev. Because you don't assume, Rashi explains, that somebody would have been negligent in such a way. Because Rachman Gadish, and if he would have listed Gadish, the haystack, and say your chayev over there, Havamina Gadish, Chayev Rachman the Torah obligates you by a haystack, Mishum the half said Merubahu. Because it's a big loss, Abakaitzim, but by thorns that are very cheap, even though they're easily flammable, the have and Mu'ah, but it's not a big loss. Emaloi, I would say you're not uh, responsible. Therefore, we've got to say both Gadish and Kaitzim. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, Kamalamali. Why do I got to mention stocks? Mali Kama Begaloi, Avko Begaloi. says, I'll tell you why, because stocks stand up straight, they're revealed. Okay, since they're revealed, in order to be chayav on flames, we know that if something is covered over, tamun, hatamana, things that are covered over, you're not responsible on flames. This is a fascinating halacha, which is if I light a fire and it comes to your field and your things are covered over, they're tamun, I'm going to be potter. I'm not responsible if your thing is potter, if your, if your thing is uh, covered over. Only if it's exposed, if it's, re- if it's out in the open, and my thing burns it, I'm responsible for it. This is going to be completely based off of a pasuk. No logic specifically behind it. Rabbi Huda disagrees with this halacha. And he says fire is responsible on everything, whether or not it was covered up. Excuse me, why do I got to mention standing stalks? The rabbi is called balei kaima. To say anything that is balei kaima, you're responsible on things that mamish stand firm, stand tall. Um... Anything that stands, you're responsible for. Rabban the rabbis called Bali Kamen. How do they know that? Allah, Nafkilu, may Oya Kama. It says, Oi, Rabbi Yehuda, Oi, me Bali Lechali. He says, The word Oi is coming to divide, which tells me you're not only responsible when it burns, there's haystack and the thorns and the, and the field, right? Remember the Pusik listed a whole long things of things that it could burn that you're responsible on. Says, um, says Rabbi Yehuda, I would think that maybe in order to be Chayav on fire, it has to burn all those things together. But maybe if it burns each one individually, I'm not responsible for. So comes along the word I, or this, to separate and say, even if it happens to one, right? It doesn't mean your fire went and burnt a haystack with thorns in the field. Stuck. No. It's, it's either one. Rabbanon, lechalek minalu. How do the know that you're responsible, lechalek, even if it's one specific? Nafkalu, me oi hasada. Rabbi Yehuda, ayakama, He says, no. Once you're saying oh, or we're just going to keep the pattern of saying or. Fine. Beseder. Bottom line is back to the Pasuk. We said the Pasuk listed four things that have burnt up the Gaddish, the, um, the Kama, the Kaitzim, and the Sada. We explained so far why it says these three. Now we're going to keep going. Sada Lamli. Why do you got to mention the field? Burns up a field. Why did I mention that specific? To include. Interesting. To include my responsibility when my fire ruins earth itself. Okay. I would say that, you know, if my fire burns up somebody's field, it's just dirt. So what did it do to it already? It singed the earth. But did it? Is that, is that the same as burning up a haystack? Is that the same as burning down stalks? No. So what it says, Sada, to say you're also, if you, if you lit a fire and it's red, you're responsible for any damage 
to the top soil of the land. To the soil of the land that it impacted. Says the Gemara, well, now we have got a good question. The Torah should have just said, I'm responsible when my fire singes land. And I'll know if I'm responsible on that, how much more so am I responsible on haystacks and stalks? Just mention the field and that's it. Says Gemara Tzricha, I got to mention everything. If we only would have mentioned the field, I mean, I would have thought to say, in things that are in a field, the usual things that are usually in the field, you're responsible for me, the Achrin Eloi. But something else, you're not responsible for. Maybe like the earth itself is not growth. Kamashlan therefore lets me know that we're referring to both things that grow from a field as well as the earth, as well as the soil itself. Period. End of that Gemara. Get ready for this, Hebra. This is an incredible Gemara. If there's Puranas, if there's Saras in the world... You got to know, you got to know, there's Rishayim in the world. The Rishayim doesn't do nothing for nothing. It's coming because of the Rishayim, but the first to be impacted are the righteous. Rishayim bring it, but the Tzadikim suffer first. Excuse me. is incredible. Okay? They're the first ones to be, they're the first, Mamish, the first ones to be impacted by the Tsar. Shanamar, as it says, a fire goes forth and burns up the thorns. When does a fire go forth? When there's thorns. Who's the thorns? The Rasham. But the first to be hurt by it are the Tzadikim. What's the first thing that got hurt by the fire going forth? The haystack. The haystack was burnt up. Hay is considered something that became productive. Okay? It's a Billy Joel song. Yeah? Only the good die young. Okay. V'ayinam ha'schal z'mat z'ikim t'chilu. Shenamar v'nechal gadish. And it ate the uh, stack of grains. V'yachal gadish lo'inamar. It doesn't say the fire ate the stack. V'nechal. And the, the, the haystack was eaten. Which means shenechal gadish kvar. It was already eaten by the time the the fire came around. Okay, what this means is the following. This is a very profound idea. Not there's not the right setting. To, it's a, it's an hour long sheer, hour long class. But I'll give a little taste. I'll give a little taste. One of my chaverim asked one of our rosh yeshivas. Why I'm not saying his name? I don't know because I didn't hear it firsthand. I didn't hear this firsthand from the Rashiva, but I heard it from my Chavar. Right, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you the names, and then I'm just letting you know I didn't hear this firsthand. One of the Chavarim asked, Reb Nassim Sifinkel, Zuchayim Levrocha, the Mirror Rashiva, about the following. He said that he heard B'Shem, I think it was a Baron Leib Steinman. Okay, again, I did not hear this firsthand, so I don't know what all the details are going to correct. That the reason for uh, during the 2008 recession, there were a lot of yeshivas that suffered a lot because a lot of the big philanthropists lost a lot of money, specifically in real estate and other areas. And he heard B'Shem Rabar and Leib, B'Shem Rabar and Leib, that the reason why there were uh, such a loss of funds within the firm community is because people weren't careful to give miser. Okay? People weren't careful to, 
even though there were a lot of big donors to tzedakah, it wasn't necessarily, Klaiso wasn't so makbid on Maiser. Okay, that's what I heard. I don't know. What do I know? I'm not a Novi, I'm not a Ben Novi. This is that way I heard the Maiser. So my Chaber asked Rosen Sifinkel. I don't understand. There was many Yidin who do give Maiser that lost a lot of money. So Rosen Sifinkel quoted the Gemara, which says that once the Rebbein Shalom gives Rishus to the Mashchis, once he gives permission to the destroyer, the Malach HaMavas, the Satan, to dance in the streets, even people who aren't worthy should stay off to the side, the Gemara says. In the times of Tsaris, you get off the roads. So he says, once Rabban Shalom allowed the Satan to enter the market, the financial market, whoever was in there also got hurt. No way, shape, or form does this negate the perfection of HaKadosh Baruch But it means, what brought the Tsaris? People not listening People not being careful about the Ratzon Hashem. But who ended up getting hurt? Also people who do listen to the Ratzon Hashem. Why do we start with them? I'll tell you why. It's very logical. Because it's a schus to be perfected in this world. The Rebbe Hashem says, don't worry, my Hele Gechevra, Kalal Yisrael, if something needs to happen to perfect you, I'll make sure it happens in this world. Maybe I need to find an excuse to bring it. Because I'm not going to start with you. You're not allowing the, 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 the mashchis to come to the world. The satan to come to the world. But once the satan's here, I'm going to give you this chus that the satan could perfect you first. Take care of that. And this way, you're not, you're, you're not going to be left hanging when you come to Elam Haba with all these things on your head. So it's the rasham that bring. But... It's the, it's the tzaddikim that help, that, uh, help be uh, perfected first through these tzaris. Yeah, go ahead. Could this also be a, possibly a time on the tzaddikim that they didn't yes. do everything in their power to keep the rishayim from being rishayim? Possibly. Possibly. That's how their hand got played. Correct. Correct, correct. Yes, Steve, go ahead. I, I thought that wondered. An early Rashi, or an Rashi. All right, here we go. Now the Gemara is going to quote Mamish, the Brisa that we just mentioned. All right? From Reb Nassim Tzvi. Tani Reb Yosef, Maidich Sev, Yatam Lai Seitu Yishbaz, 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 in Mitzrayim. The Yidim were not allowed to leave their homes. Kivish, Hunter, Shesh, Lamash, once Reb Nassim gave permission to the Malach HaMav, Esayim, Avcham, Mitzvah, Mitzvah, there's no difference between Tzadikim and Rishom, he's out on the streets. So the first thing that gets cut off is from the tzaddikim. Bachi Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef cried. Kuli hai nami layin daimim. He says, I don't understand Steve's question. Tzaddikim get punished first. Vosepis. I don't, I'm uncomfortable. I'm rabbi, I'm leabaye. No, 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 no. Kivusahu legabayu. It's a favor. Chsif, kibibnei aroh, nesav tzaddik. Because of something bad coming, the tzaddikim were gathered in. Tzaddikim don't have to experience that. And they, uh, they're taking, their, their perfection happens right away. It's kind of like Avram Avinu passing away before Esau, having to experience Esau going into the field of murdering. Incredible. A person should always travel during the daytime. 
Shinemar, as it says, the same way Emitzrayim, you weren't supposed to go out at night. He says, you belong indoors at night. People should not travel during the nighttime. There's more dangerous at night. And it's uh, appropriate to, to go inside. I know people are mocked on this. It's not a lach lamaisa, practically speaking, because of the way that people are out on the streets nowadays. But it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good idea in, uh, in general. Turn up on the rabbis, learn, so should we. Dever beer. This is incredible. When there's dever, when there is plagues or plaguis, when there's viruses, when there's illness, Get inside. What do we what, what did we call this a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh, quarantine. No. quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah. Quarantine. Enter your interior rooms. And close the door behind you. Outside is the sword. And inside there is fear. My Vaimer, what is this extra pasuk teaching me? Because you're going to tell me it's only talking about the night. The plague of the firstborn started at Chatzay Salayla at night. So then you get inside. But let's say it's during the day. Stay out in the streets. Tashma, come and listen to other pasuk. Get inside no matter what time of day it is. Maybe this is only talking about when there is no fear inside. But let's say there's also indoors, there's a risk. And you're going to tell me, maybe I should go outside? Why is it better to go outside? Because indoors you're alone. Outside, you're with, uh, you're with Klal Yisrael. You're with people. Maybe you should go outside. No, outside is the sword. Get inside. Even though you're scared indoors, better to be scared indoors, but be safe than to be outdoors and be near the sword. Rava be'idon rischa havesachar kave. During a plague, he would, he would lock up his windows. Death has come through, our chalainus has come through our windows. Okay? I'm not a Navi or anything, but I just want to say, you know, going back to COVID, going back to COVID, in those early days of COVID, the, the, I quoted this Gemara many times to people. People say, oh, I'm not afraid, I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, and it's just this and that. I said, you know something? I'm not telling you to be afraid. But what I do know is, there were a lot of Yidin, including the Nevemensker and other Gedailim, that lost their lives. There was no question in my mind, the Malachamavas, the Mashchis was out on the streets. And the Gemara tells us, go inside. That's it. It's not that you're afraid of COVID. It's that the Gemara says, when there's a plague outside... And we were losing members of Klai Yisrael, left and right. You could blame it on the medical field. You could blame it on whatever you want. Have any sort of uh, information or theory, that's fine. Bottom line was, there was a tkufa in the beginning. There was a time in the beginning where the Rebbein Shalom was taking Yidin constantly. And it was nishpushit. Not simple. 
And I, when people would ask me what I thought, I said I would say, listen, it's not that I have any sort of medical information or anything else. I just know this Gemara. I just know this Gemara. And the Gemara says that when there's plague outside, which it certainly was, it was going around, just go inside, be careful. You have to lock up and be scared or whatever. But you should be careful. Now, at a certain point, we start, started getting more information and the more, so then it slowed down. Some people went a little uh, too far with the whole thing. Uh, that's, a, that's my opinion. Uh, people are still going far with it. Um, but we do need to know that there's, there's, there's common sense that needs to be used within the parameters of this Gemara. There's times where if you see something out on the street, turn to Das Taira, find out if it works out something like this, and then you get indoors. Stay indoors. Okay. Rav Tan Rabbonah, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbi is Rav Beir. If there's a Rav, there's a famine in the city, Pasar Aglecha, leave the town. Shinam Ravihi Rav Bars, Yerd Avram Mitzrayim, Alagur Sham. There was a famine, Avram left. Vaimar, Imamarnu Novayir, it says, you know, why should we stay here? Um, there's a, you don't say, Rav Beir, Umasanu Sham, if there's a famine in the city, you leave. So if there's a, a lack of finances and there's famine coming around to the general uh, general ilam, okay, this is not talking about to an individual, it means to the people of the people of the place. So it's a, it's a message to move. What's the extra possible? If you're going to tell me this only applies where there's no suffix nefashas, but let's say there is a risk to travel, you shouldn't leave Tashma. It's Kedai to go to Aram, and even though there's danger over there, if they let us live, they live. Otherwise, listen, there's a famine over here, so we're, uh, so we're stuck. But you guys, there's times where the bunch of them says, make a move. Go do something. Don't just sit around and wait for, uh, don't sit around and wait for the last minute. Once the Barsham gives permission to the he could be all over the place. If there is peace in the city, don't walk on the sides. He's got to hide. So put yourself in the middle of the road. Put yourself amongst the Hamayin Am, the general public. That's why the rabbis. There's plague in the city. Individually into a shul. Now the shuls back then were on the outskirts of town. So when you were by yourself, you were really alone and there was danger. Shamalachamavis Mavkinsham Caleb. The Malachamavis keeps his uh, instruments outside of the town. Near the Pesach uh, Knesset. So don't go there. It's a little too, it's a little too easy for the Malachamavas. That's if you don't have young children learning Torah there. And if you don't have a minion there. Okay? Which means that if you have a city where you have a Pesach Knesset that has daily minyanim and you have a yeshiva, a Jewish day school, where kids are learning Torah, you don't need to be afraid of all this. Tonu Rabbonan. The rabbis learned that's why the rabbis cloven baichim. If you see, if you hear dogs barking, Malachamavas Balir, sign that the Malachamavas is in town. Cloven Mesachim. If the dogs are playing, Elioa Novi Balir. Elioa Novi is around. Interesting. 
Joined. Yeah. That's only if there's no uh, female dog over there. That's a sign of good times and all Yohanavi is in town. But otherwise, if there's a, a female there, it's not a proof of, uh, of anything. So the same way we're, we're giving off various messages uh, to take when it comes when the plague's around. Uh, the Gemara is continuing on and less, letting us know other, uh, other things that are symbolic of whether or not it's a, it's a time of safety locally whether it's a time to be extra cautious um, in, uh, in your town. Yosef Ravami Baravasi, Kamei Dorev Yisak Navcho, Omar Omar Lei, Elema Mar Shmaisa, Teach me Tyra, Teach me something. Umar Omar Lei, Elema Mar Agadita. I want some Gishmak Agadita Gemara. One says, Teach me Alocha, one says, Teach me Agadita. Posach l'meimar agadta v'leishovik mars. He began teaching agadta, and the one who wanted halacha said, "Hey, I want agadta. I want halacha. I'm sorry." Posach v'amun l'ashmaitzes. He started teaching halacha v'leishovik mars. The other wasn't happy. Sounds like a real shul. Yeah, a rabbi is too lumdus. A rabbi is too halachic. Too much. Too many stories. Too many. Right. Amar lahem. So Rabbi Yisroel Navcha said to them, "Mamshulachem Moshe, let me give you a parable." What is this setting similar to? The guy's got two wives. One's younger, one's older. The younger one wants her husband to look young, so she keeps plucking out his white hairs. The older one wants the other wants her husband to look old too, so she plucks out his black hairs. Yeah, so he used to be salt and pepper, and now he's bald. It turns out he's bald. What, what is he saying? He's saying, listen, I'm here to teach you Tyra, and now I can't teach you anything. And I walk away with nothing. Because I can't teach you halacha or agarta. Okay, so now he, he stops them. Right? He says, Chavra, I have not come to take sides. I have come to take over. Here we go. Omar lahem. So he says to them, If you're not going to agree what the shear should be on, I'll tell you something that both of you, both of you will be happy with. It's fascinating. First he gives them Musar. But then he says, but you know what? I can make you both happy anyway. Reminds me of my father. My father's a chayin l'racha. Yeah? Whenever I would be in a situation that he was unhappy with, first he'd tell it, he'd tell it to me and then he'd, he'd, he'd uh, give me a good time. Right? I want, uh, you know, I have to go to an Orioles game. So first he'd give me two minutes of musr about why I'm wasting my life. But then he'd give me more money than I asked for. So he make me happy. Yeah? As long as I knew, as long as I knew what was right. The fire goes out and finds thorns. It seems the fire is going by itself. The fire is going to be responsible. Hashem says, "Who destroyed the base of Mikdash? Me." Not the anti-Semites. Me. I lit the fire in Sion. Hashem lit a fire in Sion that burnt the foundations of Sion. The same way if you light the fire, you have to rebuild. You're responsible. I lit the fire in the base of Mikdash. I will take responsibility to rebuild Sion. I am going to be for Tzion 
a wall of fire, and it's going to be, I am going to be the covet, I'm going to be the honor that comes to Tzion, Shmaitza. Okay? Now this is Agadita, incredible promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How does this play out in Halacha? Pasach HaKosah B'Nizkei Momen, the Pasach started out with dealing with Nizkei Momen, it says, Kisei Tzayesh, if a fire goes forth, you light a fire, you're responsible. V'siyam B'Nizkei Gufay, and the Pasach ends, B'Nizkei Gufay, not with your firing uh, damaged, but you, yourself damaged. It said, if when you light the fire, so we start out by your property, and you, See, here we go. Now we're entering a fascinating halachic discussion, which is, when, I, when my fire is responsible, is it a continuation of me? The same way when I shoot an arrow that damages, we don't say your property damaged. We look back at the one who shot the arrow and we say, you damaged. And that's how a fire works. If a fire is responsible like an arrow, it's like you and your body did this. Or is Isha Mishim Mamayne? Or is it that you're responsible because you're like the same way when your property damaged? Now, there's a difference in payment if we say it's directly you who damaged or if it's your property that damaged. So here we go. Says the Gemara. Vayisave David. David had a taiva. David had a desire. Vayimar. And he said, Who's going to bring me water to drink? From the well. Beis Lechem of Beis Lechem, Asher Bashar, that is by the gate. Okay? Says the Gemara, says the Pasuk Vaiter, Vayivku Shloisha Gibar. So three Gibar, three strong men came, Bemachin Aplishtim, from the Plishtim, Aishabamayim Bibayar, Beis Lechem, Asher Bashar. David Amalek wanted water, three of his warriors went, and they entered the camp of the Plishtim, and they brought David Hamelech water. Now, what did David HaMelech want? What did David HaMelech want? What's happening in this, uh, in this specific story? So the Gemara explains what was going on over here. David HaMelech had a question about what's the halacha of Tamun Ba'ish? Things that are concealed, covered over, hidden, by uh, cover, and, and fire goes and damages. So Rabbanon said your potter. Rabbi said your chayev. He and Davin want to know Ikra Rabbi Yehuda, Ikra Rabbanon. Do we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda or do we paskin like the Rabbanon? Okay. Now why did David Melech want to know this? According to Rashi, it's because his men had lit fire to somebody else's field and he wanted to know his level of responsibility from his soldiers. And the Sanhedrin answered him, my depostulay, Whatever they answered him. Okay. They answered whatever they have to. What does it mean whatever they answered him? Depends. See, if you're the Rabbanon, you're going to say that they answered him, your potter. And if you're a Yehuda, you're going to say they answered him, your Chayev. Rafuna Amar Rafuna explains, Gedishim Desairim, what was happening over here is there were uh, stacks of barley, to Yisrael, or we'll call them uh, bales, not bales, I don't know. Stacks of barley to Yisrael that belong to Yidim. That were the plishtim were hiding. So you you had David Melech had a question because he had property owned by Yidim, but the plishtim were hiding inside. They were using the Jewish property as shields, hoping that David Melech is not going to destroy 
these uh, the property of the yin. The kamiboyle. So David Melech had a question for the Sanhedrin. Can I save myself? The pushtim are right; they're dangerous. Can I save myself by destroying my friend's property? And they sent back to him. You're not allowed to protect yourself from your friend's property. That was mean you're not allowed to. So the mafarshim explained you would be high to pay. You obviously could protect yourself, but if you damage another Jew's property through that, you'll just pay them. But Avadi, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to kill these Pelishtim. But they said to him, in general, when you're a regular Yid, you're going to have to pay. But, Davra Melech, you have a Kula, you have a leniency, because you're the king. You're the Melech. The king's in charge of the whole land. He can, for, somebody help me with the word for this, uh, when a city is permitted to move people out of their homes, there's a word for this, and because they need it for public interest. Eminent domain. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. You, you have a king, so you could take things out of because eminent domain, and the same thing would hold true by by property, and therefore you wouldn't be responsible. The same way you wouldn't be responsible if if Eretz uh, Yisrael needs kvish and needs Route One to run, you know, uh, to to connect different parts of the land. You're you're allowed to kick people off the land to build that road. So over here. You wouldn't be responsible as well. For Abanon, Vitamer of Mari, Amru, Gedishim, Disarim, Disrolavi, there were stacks of bread that belonged to Yidin, Ugedishim, Dadoshim, and Plishim, and there were also stacks of Adoshim, stacks of lentils that belonged to the Plishim, becoming boiled. And Dovna Melch had a question Malito, Gedishim, Disarim, Disrol, Yidin, the Fnei Behemtai. Can I take the barley that of Yidin to feed my animals, Amanash, Lishan, Gedishim, Shaladoshim, the Plishim, to repay with the lentils from the Plishim? Okay. Now, what he wanted to do was like this. His animals, he preferred to feed them barley. There were plishti lentils available that he could take. In general, you're not allowed to steal land from a non-Jew. So he wanted to know, I'm going to be taking from Yidin, because I need this, let's say because of eminent domain or whatever, but I plan on repaying with the plishti lentils. So I'm not destroying the plishti lentils you know, directly, it's just I'm going to take them only because I want to repay for the barley. It's a different type of question. So Shalchulei, the Sanhedrin responded, Chavel Yashav Rosha Gazeli Yishalim, that a, a Rosha returns a, a, a pledge, which means Afalpisha Gazeli Mishalim, even if you pay back theft, uh, Roshahu. If you're uh, Robin Hood, is that his name? If you repay something through a theft, you're still called a Rosha. Okay. But again, you're the king. And therefore, you could do whatever you need. Says the Gemara. According to when it says that David wanted to switch the barley with the lentils. That's why one passage says, Part of the field was full of lentils. Part of the field was filled with barley. We see lentils in the story. We see barley in the story. And it could be the barley was Jewish. Lentils were not Jewish. The one who says in the first shot the David Melech wanted to burn the barley because the Plishtim were hiding there. What do these verses of barley have to do with anything? Were there lentils or were there barley? What's the, what's the connection? What happened was there were barley of Yidin and there was lentils of Yidin. And the Plishtim were hiding there as well. So it's just telling us two things were happening. Not only the Plishtim hiding in 
bundles of barley, but they were also hiding behind uh, um, lentils. And that's why we mention both. Bishlam Dabar Lemikli makes it one who says that David Abach wants to burn up the haystacks in order to kill the plishtim. He, he, uh, he made a separation between the two. Because they said, uh, unless you're a melech, but if you want to be a melech, it would be the wrong thing to do. So he didn't want to do it like that. So he, you know, he was trying to save the haystacks from being burnt. One says he wanted to exchange and use the uh, barley of the yidn and pay back with the lentils of the plishtim. What was he trying to save? He wasn't trying to save. He was going to burn it up and then pay back with something else. He says, oh, what it means is, the lo shavak lu that it's, what do you mean he saved the barley? He, had, he actually didn't allow them to, to burn it up, to switch with the lentils. It says, That's why it says, Top of tomorrow's daf. But according to the opinion that said, wanted a psak, while he passed, like Rebuda Rabbanon, my boyle cry, what does he need this psukim for? Amarlach. Melech was asking about two things. He wanted to know what's the psak on Tamun Ba'ish. And he wanted to know that even if you're, uh, even, you know, even if uh, such a thing is uh, uh, responsible, you let it use somebody else's property as well in order to pay back with, uh, in order to pay back with different property. Again, Tamun Ba'ish. Things that are concealed and uh, are you responsible for fire if it's covered over. It makes sense if you want to say, these last two pshatim that they said, you know, really you shouldn't be doing this, but because you're a melech, you're good. That's why it says David didn't drink it. What does it mean he didn't drink it? He didn't accept the psak. He says, listen, if this is not what a yid is supposed to do, I'm not going to tap into my melech privileges. If this is not what a yid should do, the Rebbe doesn't want me to do this. So it says he didn't drink the psak. Um, since there's a Isser involved I don't want to do that but if his question was am I, are you responsible on Tom and let's see they told him here's the here's the halacha yeah why wouldn't he accept the halacha says the reason why he wouldn't accept the halacha is not because he didn't want to follow the halacha of the Sanhedrin but because he didn't tell over the halacha, he did follow it, but he didn't tell over the halacha in the name of the three Gibayrim, these three strong men that he sent to the camp of the Plishtim. What does it mean? Omar, Dovran Melech said, Kach Mikoblani, this is what I accepted, my tradition, from the Bezdin of Shmuel. Kola Maiserat, my Lamus, If somebody gives themselves over, gives their lives over. Because of Divrei Taira, we don't say a Dvar Halacha in their name. A lot of Taira on this to, to uh, explain. Um, what it means is that a person, basically, there's a lot of Taira in this, but let's just keep it simply that he said, David Melech was understanding, I'm not going to give over the name because really, even though a person should care about Divrei Taira, you also need to be careful to keep yourself safe. You need to make sure you, you, need to make sure you, um, you stay safe over here. And if a person gives up their life to try to do a mitzvah, that's not done properly. And therefore, David Melech said, I didn't want to quote it in his name because it's, that doesn't bode well on, uh, doesn't bode well on their name. But Yasei Lashem, Melech poured it to Hashem. What does that mean? Bishman Dabar Hani Tarti, the first 
first pshatim that we gave Mishum David l'shem Shemayim. We'll say David l'shem Shemayim, or even though he was allowed to take burn and do all these things, burn the lentils or barley, the shem Shemayim, he didn't do it because he said, "Listen, just because I'm a king, I'm not going to do it. I want to, I want to be a regular yid." But if the Shiloh was about Tamim Beish, my vayasech Hashem, what does it mean? He poured it back onto Hashem. Answers the Gemara to Arminu Mishma the Gemara. That he said these halachas in the name of Gemara, in the name of Messiah, that this is what I was taught by the Sanhedrin, as opposed to giving it over with the name of any specific person. That's what it means. He poured it on Tashem. He didn't say over who it was. He just said, this is what the Rebbein Shalom, you know, this is the Rebbein Shalom sack. That's what he poured over. He took, put the blame, so to speak, on the Rebbein Shalom, as opposed to quoting the ones who brought him back, the Devar Halacha. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Blessed tomorrow evening, 5.30 p.m., hopefully from Yerushalayim. Gitana.